Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. Uh, I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day until the end of time. Colin, uh, sometimes I will say uh, my name and then have thought, am I going to do a joke here or no? And then I decide not to, but I, I, I've i taken a long time and it's like a, an, an internet sound is playing. Mm, I see. It's also very funny because sometimes you do that thing where you forget to finish it and then you look at me like, go on. Yeah. And I go, it's still you and you go, oh God. And then oh, you yeah. finish oh, it in a, yeah. in a real quick hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that happened in a recent episode like that. Again, not from when we recorded it because today is May 15th, 2023, but it was an episode that aired recently oh yeah and listener it's also probably happened recently from when we were recording it like it's very possible like or from when you're hearing this or whatever i do it all the time and i've done it mm-hmm. for years and years and years years and years and years because you did it with aaron your I, yeah. former co-host of another show that's right or other shows rather other shows yeah um yeah so colin yes james we are talking uh today about I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best uh, opening to any Marvel movie. I think I agree with that. Yeah, we are starting Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm so stoked to do to do this. Uh, you're going to turn on Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're going to be astounded at how quickly it starts. <laughs> it's it's gonna that's get a, that's going to get going. That's such an interesting <laughs> sentence to say, and I know what you mean. But I think it's so funny to hear a sentence that is that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know how Colin's like, so you're going to start the movie and you'll see the Marvel logo and you hear the open, oh, whatever. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. <laughs> because some, it's interesting. Some movies start with that and lead into something, but some of them have, okay, I know it's not an actual cold open, but I always call everything that. Oh, yeah. I think some of them counts. have Absolutely. cold opens yeah. before the the Marvel Studios, which is very interesting. I mean, like, I get it's always, I think, truly what matches. Mm hmm the aesthetic of that movie and like, you know, what you need to have to split up two moments. You know, I, I read that uh, the director of this movie, James Gunn uh, put in that Marvel thing sort of as an afterthought because he thought the cut from this flashback to present day was too harsh. So he was like, all right, tonally we'll put this in as an interstitial. I don't know where he was going to put it otherwise, but so ironically before it even started. Yeah. Ironically, We've taken our time getting here, but this starts immediately. So yes. here's what happens. Unlike our show. Unlike our show, exactly. A Chiron reads Earth 1988 as 10 CC's I'm Not in Love fades up. That's a weird like thing to point out, right? Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean not for me. I mean frankly <laughs> What? Not for huh? me. I mean like frankly I think that actually people are like, okay, I'm with you. Like, but yeah, it it's weird it's weird how you know, because usually for us, we would say, like, Kansas, 1983. But this is saying, oh, Earth, I see. I got you. I got you. Know, got you. That, not the music. Like, no, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's also not the year. Sorry. 1988. Sorry. Right. Exactly. But, like, got to complete the other side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 10 CCs, I'm Not in Love, fades up. Uh, we then see that the song is playing on a portable cassette player on a tape called Awesome Mix Volume 1, being listened to by a young boy. A man comes out and tells the boy, whose name is Peter, that his mama wants to speak with him. He takes the headphones off Peter's head 
and turns off the tape. He calls them, uh, his, take them off his fool head like an old man would in the Midwest. <laughs> because they uh, have to represent the passage of time between right. the two of them. If you notice, exactly. <laughs> and, he, and he starts using old man vernacular to show the passage of time. Um, if you notice on the desk behind Peter, there is a United States flag and the flag of the state of Missouri. So we can assume that either one of two things is happening. This takes place in Missouri or the person at the desk next to which Peter sits is a huge fan of the state of Missouri. One of the, those two are, you know, there's no way to tell which one it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense, though, right? Considering yeah. where we're now granted, to be very clear, we don't exactly know where we are yet. Right. You know, so I get right. it. But like, if you know where they're at, like, it makes sense that he'd be in misery. I have long, James has made a face. <laughs> I have long wanted Missouri to change the name of their motto, their, to change their motto to Missouri Loves Company, and I mm-hmm. really, really stand by that. Missouri business. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What's one more, James? Um. <laughs> if you okay, if you elect a certain actress, mm-hmm. you could you could change uh, your state like advertisements to Missouri, starring Kathy Bates. I think that you could... Okay, I'm, I'm going to do one more just because I do have something uh, that I didn't think I had What's until you started talking. What's one four? Oh, okay. There, ooh, that's very good. Uh, so what I think you should do uh-huh. is rename another state to another Missouri. So, okay. But instead of having north and south, you have heat Missouri and snow Missouri. Not cold Missouri? I'm Mr... It's not cold. Is it heat miser and cold miser? It's snow misers. Hang on. All of a sudden, I'm heat. It's not ice miser. If it's snow, yeah, snow miser. I'm Mr. Snow miser. See, the thing is, Elliot Smith didn't make uh, snow miser popular enough because he was in this band called Heat Miser. I see. Yeah. Once again, the second episode of Timeline Scavengers where we expose James's severe lack of knowledge about that particular area and about christmas movies in particular yeah Yeah. i'm for my for me it's live action or get wrecked uh you know what's awesome though right is that the first thing he does mention is my favorite movie that my sorry my favorite christmas movie to be clear i'm mr white christmas i'm mr snow but um but um by I'm he, Mr. I thought you meant uh, Grandpa. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm Mr. Ten Below. I Hear think, the lyrics to... Despite... I know. I Real fast, and I promise we'll move on. I will say, despite the fact that I am the Christmassy one, oh. I think based on our interactions and our moods, I think you're Snow Miser and I'm Heat Miser. Interesting. I don't... Like, I literally don't know how to respond to that <laughs> i know I'll go almost go watch nothing. a year without santa and then come back <laughs> okay and then come back either mad or or, or fine fine about it yeah um hey colin yes. do you have any more thoughts about this admittedly very short scene uh of basically interrupting someone's we vibing? we talked about it before we started recording but i did say i was like nothing used to make me probably yeah. more livid yeah. as a kid than trying to listen to my tunes, man. Yeah. And, you know, whether it was, like, literally sitting in front of the record player with, like, a vinyl on, but then, like, having the big old studio headphones on that were plugged in, 
or whether it was my CD player yeah. or my cassette deck, you know, whatever it yeah. was. I had headphones on all the time as a kid and people would just pull them off my head. I hate it. As if that was okay. And I'm realizing now that like I have, I was just telling someone the other day, I have a like an issue with people getting near my head and touching my yeah, head and touching sure. my hair. Like it's a weird thing. Like I feel like I'm fine with if someone wants to give me a hug, but the second their, ha- their hand gets too close to my head, if yeah. I don't trust them, if I don't like them, like, mm. you know, like I, I, I'm, I wig out, you know? Honestly, sometimes even no like with, I know, very funny, but like also sometimes even with people that I do know, like, like sometimes my mom will try and like touch my hair or whatever, you know, and yeah. I'll be like, stop. Yeah. I, I, like I'm immediately like. Interesting. Yeah. Pulling back. Like, don't do that. And I think a lot of it comes from that. I'm I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking that a lot of it That's comes from, I used to wear headphones a lot and people used to keep yanking them off my goddamn ear to tell me something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Did now I have, I have a follow up question mm-hmm. given your druthers. And I'm not talking about because I know you've gone on Twitter and said like headphone jack is a, a sorely mm-hmm. missed technology. I agree with yes. you. Um given your druthers, uh buds or over the years for for headphones? Um honestly over the years. Mm-hmm. And part of it is also because you usually have better sound components anyway, mm-hmm. so you can get better sound. Um I also like the idea of like they might not necessarily be um What's the word for it? Uh, soundproof, basically. Uh, the, what's 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 that sound? Uh, noise canceling. Tech, n- noise canceling. They might not be noise canceling, but like they get closer because they do kind of encompass your ear and protect it from some of the outside sound. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like earbuds over time they just they they're they can be a little like sharp and heavy or whatever you know, mm. on the ear. Um, but they're, I will say they are clunky, and that's one of the things that like makes me turn away from them. Yeah. I uh, Lila has a pair of Beats headphones that she got for, mm-hmm. for Christmas. I, um, yeah. I had some until I ran into the ground. Love yeah. them. I, it's the one time uh, since I, since, you know, earbuds were a thing that you could have uh, that I have been jealous of over the ear headphones. I am mostly like it squeezes my head. I, I don't like sort of people being able to tell that I'm listening to music necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's a weird that's a weird self-preservation thing or whatever. Um also over the ear headphones historically like his headphones have a texture of 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 headphone that that just absolutely like cuts me to my core. It's one of my textures that I can't I can't handle. Oh, interesting. Um but the Beats don't have that. They they they're they're wonderful oh. and and yeah. Um the ones that that Peter has I had those too, and yeah. I, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, no. I definitely had those. I didn't love those necessarily. Yeah. There was something about the cheap foam. Yeah, because here's here's uh. here's another thing. I'll I'll tell you this. There were two types of headphones of that variety as well. Okay. Yep. If I would say, now granted, it wasn't a perfect one for one, right? But typically, if they had black foam, uh-huh. right, they were a higher quality. They were you know kind of denser material. Interesting. Oftentimes, if they were orange, they were some sort of like knockoff brand, bad bullshit type of thing, and that was the ones that always used to drive me nuts. Do you know that I've never, ever, ever had headphones that had orange foam? Really interesting. I, I've, I've definitely used many of them. I actually but it was also only that brand or that that style. If you'd asked me, predict how the sentence is going to end about orange versus black. <laughs> 
Orange is the new black. So. Orange is the new black. Uh, I would have said that that orange was the better quality foam. I would have said that that's what you were going to say because I didn't have it and because I only see it sort of in media. Before. All right, then I have, an, I have another follow-up question. Did you okay. own a Walkman? A cassette, I did, yes. a portable cassette player. Okay. Um, I will say this because it's been so long. Yeah. I truly don't remember if it was a Walkman brand. Brand, right. A Sony but I Walkman, for right. Sure, I've for sure had two uh, separate cassette decks uh, or yeah. players or whatever in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess technically a third when like when uh my grandparents passed and we cleaned out the house, I did take the one that was sitting in the um office uh because I used to listen to stuff on that like a lot. Specifically like at night cuz you know everyone goes to bed but like again I've never been very good at sleeping. So I I didn't want to keep anybody up so I would have the headphones on I would just listen yeah you know, at night and stuff like that and yeah. play tapes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I've definitely owned at least two or three of them. Yeah, multiple sets of headphones, um, many different cassette tapes have gone in there. One of the reasons um, why uh, I had such a hard time with albums in the '90s uh, was because I grew up with cassettes, and I w- I refused. I could probably count on the on one hand the number of times I fast forwarded through a song on a cassette. I just I was like it's too imprecise. I know that there's a way that I could like watch where the ta- there's you know the, some of those tapes that like measurements on the where the yeah, yeah. you could do that but like I never did that and I so I was like I'm going to suffer through this whatever song because I know if I'm going to be honest uh there are some songs on that first first Bush album that are mm-hmm. fantastic and then there are other songs on that Bush album that are also on the album and they didn't do me the kindness uh, that Matchbox 20 did of uh, splitting uh, the good songs from the bad songs so I could just stop the tape. That was also a sentence I wasn't expecting to hear. Um, it's just the concept of someone being like, they didn't do me the courtesy that Matchbox 20 did. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I well, Let's talk real quick about, about Peter's uh, cassette player since we're on the topic. Sure. Uh, this is a Sony TPS L2. It was the first personal cassette player released in 1979. It was originally called the Soundabout, and then they changed it to Walkman. Um, That's okay. Can we talk about how good that that name, like, and where that then comes from at that point? Yeah. You know what I mean, okay. But do you think that if Yes was a more popular band, that Soundabout would have been a uh, would have been what they stuck with? No. Interesting. Which is very funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I said yeah. no. What, um, the who? What? Is it Third Maybe. Um, okay. So who's on first? No. Yeah. Um, so I think, though, that like uh, sound about, all right. Yeah. You, know, you know, like it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Sony be surprised. Sony sound about. I wouldn't be surprised if I tuned into a new season of Bluey and she's like, dad, could I have the sound about? And it's like, yeah. Oh no, you can't have the sound about. I was like, your mom's using the sound about. Oh, yeah. but I want to use the sound right. Like, you know, like it, that would make so much sense. Sony is the most Australian non-Australian uh, company name. I, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> but then also, I think it's so funny because it's like someone clearly, like again, like in like America, went. We're not calling it that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, well, what's the purpose of it? I don't know. You can listen when, when you take a walk, man. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, when you what now? Yeah. yeah. When you when you take a What'd walk. You no, say? What, what, did, what did you say? Either that or, again, what we like to comment on a lot in uh, other shows where you say something and then you realize what you've said. 
Yeah. You hear yourself saying it, and yeah. it now has a new context. Wait a go, minute. Wait a minute. So it's like, yeah, something, something, when you take a walk, man. What? <laughs> Johnson, get me a piece of paper. I also, I just, I know we talk about it all the time. But I do Bart like, uh, when you take a walk, person. man, like say you go down to the pizzeria. Wait, what'd you just say? The pizzeria, mm-hmm. you know, down on the corner. No, 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 before that. No, 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 before that. <laughs> so, uh, that's a dumb, you, it's such a dumb construct that I love it every single yeah, time. It's always good. But yeah. see, like that's the thing we've again yeah. talking about lines that work and that don't work. It's because things like he's right behind me, isn't he? Is cringy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like the type of thing. But like the idea right of like you, aren't I? it makes me think of uh, yeah. It makes me think of also of like the the something that never fails to get me also is yeah. left. Your other left, right? Like it's that, right? Was like, what's that thing you right. said? Wait. <laughs> Got a pizza? No, the thing before that. And you go, oh, you know, like, yeah. but, but I will say oftentimes it's also because the person knows what they're yeah. wanting them to say back. Right. So they go, Oh, well, pizza? then there's, the, then there's, yeah, like, uh, we went to the store, uh, we got McDonald's, we committed grand larceny, and then we uh, came home and cooked dinner. What would you say? Cooked dinner. What was that again? Yeah. Oh, before that, we uh, McDonald's. We went to McDonald's right. and... No, no, no. Yeah. Which is wild because if you think about it, like, why did we get McDonald's and then cook dinner? But sometimes you're hungry, you know? Whatever happened in between McDonald's and dinner uh, took a long time and really got us uh, hungry. I never committed grand larceny because my mom was always like, we have grand larceny. You, grand larceny. <laughs> you get home and it's just petty larceny. <laughs> <laughs> Every fiber in my body wishes I knew the law more to do one one beat <laughs> more on that joke. <laughs> It's just it's just Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, I, I, you know you haven't done me the, the the service that Matchbox Twenty did by delineating the law jokes. All right, next next thought. So hey, uh, next thing. So okay, let's learn about uh, about ten CCs. I'm not in love. Um, before yeah. we get into this, I, I will say this song inspired. There's this group from it's a like a an, like a a music collective sort of deal called Gangs G A Y N G S in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, their whole thing was they would all of their songs were made at the same uh, beats per minute as 10 cc's I'm not in love they were fantastic but that was like their one like unifying principle was like all the songs were whatever the, the, the BPM is on this song was all of their songs and I think that's a weird random thing and I love it very much so, uh, I'm Not In Love is a song by British group 10CC, written by band members Eric Stewart and Graham Gouldman. 10CC, of course, is 10 cubic centimeters, which is the same as 10 milliliters. Um, that's why when you hear someone say 10CCs of whatever, it's because milliliters takes a lot more time to say. Um, it is known for its innovative and distinctive backing track, composed mostly of the band's multi-tracked vocals. Released in the UK in May 1975 as the second single from the band's third album, I'm so happy that in 1975, uh, 10CC decided to name this album the original soundtrack because of 10CC's placement on the soundtrack for this for this movie. It feels like uh, really good forethought. Uh, became the second of the group's three number one singles in the UK between 73 and 78. Uh, it topped the UK single chart for two weeks. It became the band's breakthrough hit outside the United Kingdom, topping the charts in Canada and Ireland, as well as sorry, the Republic of Ireland, as well as peaking within the top ten of the top ten of the charts in several other countries, including Australia, Germany, New Zealand, Norway, and also this other country called the United States. 
Uh, never heard of it. Never heard of them. Yeah, it's an underground sort of deal. Uh, real underdog. <laughs> no. Um, written mostly by Stuart as a response to his wife's declaration that he did not tell her often enough that he loved her. I'm Not In Love was originally conceived as a bossa nova song played on guitars. But the other two members of the band, Kevin Godley and Lol Cream, L-O-L, and the last name is C-R-E-M-E, for sure a pseudonym. Lol Cream. Lol Cream. Um, you know, in the past, I've said that things are for sure fake names, and I want to cut all of that uh, from the record. This is the one time I've been convinced that, that person's name is not uh, Lol Cream. Uh, or Creme, I guess, Lol Creme, were not impressed with the idea for the track, and it was abandoned. However, after hearing members of their staff continue to sing the melody around their studio, Stuart persuaded the group to give the song another chance and paid all of the members of the staff 20 quid. To which Godly replied that for the song to work, it needed to be radically changed. That 20 quid thing was a joke. Uh, radically changed and suggested that the band should try to create a new version using just voices, which is what they did. Uh, it peaked number two in the U.S., uh, and 43 on the year-end chart for 1975. So uh, the last thing I have about this song, Colin, of course, as you were probably expecting, was uh, this song came out in 1975. This uh, scene takes place in 1988. Okay. So that is a 13-year difference. If we go back Taylor Swift. to... <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this new Colin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. So, uh yes, Taylor Swift, but also um no. No, but yes. The original yes. musical by Soundabout. Jason Robert Brown. Right. What? 13? I don't know the I don't know the reference. Oh. Okay, it was a musical by Jason Robert Brown. Was it an original musical? Yeah. Right on. Okay, story checks out. Uh so what I did was <laughs> if Peter Quill's mom had given him the mixtape this year, what would she have put on the on for this song if she also picked the year-end number 43 for the year-end chart 13 years prior? Sorry, for, for 2023 is what you're saying? Right, exactly. Ooh, okay. Right. So, uh, so number 43, from like 2010. Right, so the number 43 year-end song from 2010 is What You Say by Jason Derulo, oh. which I'm not... Uh, I feel is actually, as long as I'm remembering the song correctly, is not the most non-10cc I'm not in love song I've ever heard in my life. There's so like similar vibes to it. I could be thinking of uh, that Fru Fru song that uh, I think that he sampled. The ooh, what you say? It is. He sampled that right in that song. Yeah. 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 It literally starts off with that. Yeah. Um. Hey, I can. Bro. <laughs> Okay, here. Uh, don't don't look it up. Don't look it up. I want you to sit okay. there for a second. I I'm gonna read real quick. I'm not gonna read the entire lyrics. I promise. Here's the lyrics. I, to what you say no, in your entirety. It is so because it's a remix. It starts <laughs> off with wah 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 wah. Mm, what you say, right? right? Jason. What, oh, sorry. Do you say Jr. What you say? Then you will be bad. Well, well, of course you did. What you say? Okay, what is the first lyric of the song that's not sampled? Um, is it Jason Derulo? It is, in fact, yeah. Jason Derulo. <laughs> I love that, like, there are, you know, 
producer tags that are like the things that are like, damn, like son, where'd you it? find yeah. this one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, all those things. And I love that it's just like that there are two people that need you to know exactly who they are every time without fail. You know who they are anyway. Right. But do you know who they are? Do you know who, which J- Jason Derulo, I feel like the other one you're you're wanting to say is um, another one, DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. I guess he says it. At, yeah, he does. He What's does. Funny in is so many until I said the name, I was like, you know, he says like another one, but then I said DJ Khaled, and I was like, no, he, no, he for sure does. He definitely, say that. yeah. There is a, I think there's like a TikTok in spe- in particular where both of them have been done, where it's like. Stopping the track the second that they say Jason Derulo, Derulo, sorry, or uh, you know DJ, DJ Khaled, Khaled yeah. and like he'll hit play and it doesn't even get a full second and it goes DJ Khaled, and then he just cuts it off and it's so goddamn funny every time. Um, um, I will yeah. say just real quick, um, mm-hmm. uh, sort of in, by way of uh, public service announcement, if you want to, exp- if you don't familiar with uh, DJ Khaled's uh, oeuvre, and you don't really know. <laughs> sort of what he's working uh-huh. with and you're coming in completely blind on the concept of DJ Khaled. <laughs> I want to encourage you to watch the movie Pitch Perfect 3 in which DJ Khaled is in it. Mm. Um, if you've never watched a Pitch Perfect movie, I encourage you to watch Pitch Perfect 3 even more than if you have seen any other Pitch Perfect movie. It's the most off the, off the, out of control off the wall uh, movie and DJ Khaled is in it and I contend that uh, they gave him a script at some point and he Uh said nah I'm good and then just uh, decided to to improv I'm I I don't like to uh, criticize other people's work whether they might be uh, really horrible improv people Avengers Ensemble. So anyway, uh, besides the song, do you have any? Do we have a? I'm assuming an Avengers we Ensemble. Have, we have such an Avengers Ensemble here because okay. it's a new movie. Let's kick it. Yeah, new movie. True. Good so point. Here we go. James Anderson. <laughs> dumb. Damn son, where'd you find <laughs> Colin M. Parker? <laughs> I saw a Vine compilation TikTok today, which is a thing that exists and it hurts me a little bit. But there was a thing that the punchline of it is, what's that dog doing? And I was like, he put, he grabbed is from it, that. It's, um, so it's not actually what the dog doing. It's, it's not what, what the, dog the dog doing, doing. but it's, it's the same cadence without the accent. Interesting. So, okay. So this is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it was released on July 21st, 2014. It's the fourth movie in Phase 2 and the tenth movie overall of the MCU. Uh, it was directed by James Gunn, and it was written by James Gunn uh, and someone else, but let's just talk about James Gunn. I looked up. There are no updates since we talked about him in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 back in 1980. Um, it was an, the other... Uh, James Gunn shares writing credit with a woman named Nicole Perlman, who also wrote the story for Captain Marvel and the story for Detective Pikachu. Um, okay. Sorry, that just, I wasn't expecting that one, <laughs> that follow-up. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I do love, though, that it's, it, is, um, it is a title, like a rank, followed by 
a famous like concept of character. Yeah, exactly. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Now, like, these let, me, are let me blow your mind a second. Marvel team up, Detective Marvel, Captain Pikachu. Uh, okay. We'll workshop it. Spoonerisms always work. Uh, fun fact, Nicole Perlman is the first woman to be credited for writing a Marvel screenplay. So that is uh, pretty cool. I she don't know why. Credits, In but... my head, I thought you were about to be like, created the concept of De- De- Detective Pikachu. That was going to weirdly blow my mind. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know why it would, but it just like I thought you were going to be like, you know what? Not only did she write it, she invented the concept. I was like, whoa. The That's original wild. lineup of Pokemon only had uh, 90, no, how many have? Uh, 149 uh, Pokemon. And she said, what about a yellow little electric guy? And he solves crimes. And they go, well, like the <laughs> we'll first do bit. one of those. And she's like, mm. yeah. they're like the electric what'd you one. Say? She's like, mm, what'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> well, goes, did you say also <coughs> well, 150 first, where <laughs> they're pink and they're like a little cat and they're like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Mew, Mew, you know. This one would be too. amazing because they're like, wait, so you made a Pokemon named Mewtwo, but didn't make a Pokemon named Mew. And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's exactly. like, all right, well, here's what Mew is. Yeah. Well, here's what like Mew is. Song two by Blur. Um, so those are the uh, sort of technical credits. Uh, we have two uh, actors that appear in this. Um, it was weird. You know, sometimes you watch a movie after you've seen other movies that you haven't watched that okay. first movie in a long time. Sure. And you're like, Oh my God, this guy. So Peter Quill is played by this guy named Wyatt Olio. And uh, he's Stan from It, the recent It movies. He's one of the the losers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, If I may. Oh my God. Okay. He is he is the the one to whom uh, to they go to his bar mitzvah. He sort of, his dad's a rabbi, and that sort of uh, his role in it played. You know, he played Stan in both uh, it chapter one and it chapter two, uh, which I do recommend you very much go see. I don't normally do recommends recommendations in the middle of Avengers ensembles, but those movies are really good. Uh, he was also in seven episodes of uh, the Netflix show I Am Not Okay with This, which he co-starred with the the main character in that show is the girl that played Beverly in it and he also was named Stan in that show hmm. but it's a fantastic show um, and I, I definitely recommend that one too uh, he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I'm not really sure why I put that because whatever uh, he was in one episode of Scorpion one episode of uh, Once Upon a Time and then one episode of Suburgatory which is another TV show that he was in with a redhead uh, main star so that is okay. uh, Peter Quill, or Peter, who knows what his last name is. Oh, I don't know. Um, movies are weird, because if you're like, oh, we're going to wait until they say, well, they're not going to, so let's just not beat around the bush a little bit. Uh, Grandpa yeah. is played by Greg Henry, who you should, I mean, like, he's, well, you're going to see. He's incredibly recognizable. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. You know him from something. Maybe it's this. Who knows? Uh, he was in four episodes of Blade Runner Black Loki. Black Lotus, which is, I guess, a TV show uh, based in the Blade Runner world. He was in one episode of The Rookie, five episodes of Black Lightning, one episode of Supergirl. He was in Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. He was in the movie Jason Bourne, 13 episodes of The Following, 16 episodes of The Killing. He was in the Lollipop Chainsaw video game. He was in one episode of Burn Notice. What is Burn Notice? One episode of Medium. 
uh, one episode of Castle, one episode of Dollhouse, one episode of The Mentalist. He was in uh, the movie The Black Dahlia. He was in the movie Slither. Four episodes of 24, one episode of Star Trek Enterprise, one episode of Firefly. He was in the Star Trek Hidden Evil video game. He was in Star Trek Insurrection. He was in one episode of Mantis, which is that show from the early 90s that I talk about occasionally on this show. Uh, He was in the TV movie Bates Motel. He was in one episode of Airwolf, one episode of Remington Steel, and Scarface, the movie Scarface. Now, a lot of you are probably sitting there thinking, why didn't James name any movies or television shows from 1988 that this guy was in? It's because I pulled them out because we are in 1988, and when someone, the actor is active in the in the the time they portrayed, I like to say what they were doing at this at this time. I will probably stop doing that when we get to like the 2010s, because like it'll just be the list. Well, now, yeah. Um, so in 1988, this is his full 1988 filmography. He was in one episode of a TV show called Werewolf. He was in a movie called Fair Game. He was in Police Story, The Watch Commander, which is a TV movie. He was in a t- another TV movie called A Stoning in Fulham County. He was in one episode of Cagney and Lacey and two episodes of Falcon Crest. And he has one trademark, so it's time for a very brief installment of TMTMTM. Deep, gravelly voice. Absolutely. 100%. Mm. That yep. is absolutely correct. And that is uh, Greg Henry, uh, a guy that I always feel looks like uh, he plays a, a fantastic asshole. Like he just, he, he plays a person that I wouldn't like incredibly well. Also, Greg Henry looks a lot like Michael Rooker if you sort of blur your eyes a little bit. And I think that's very interesting. Uh, that is all that I had. I had uh, a note here to look up Peter Quill in the comics, but his Not story yet. gets immediately both spoilery for futures of the movies and also wildly off track very quickly. So yeah. I did not uh, we, do that. We usually don't do it until they become right. an adult. Anyway, I, what I was so. going to do was not. Uh, so yeah, hey, Colin, if you want to uh, hit play on that exit music, um, I sure. would love it if you just take us on out Thank you so much for joining us here on the, on the podcast Timeline oh, Scavengers. Oh, sorry. I, what, what's that uh, going Yeah, I said thank you so much for joining us on this podcast called Timeline Scavengers. We really appreciate every listen that we can get. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see you all for the next episode. Uh, it's going to come out very soon. As oh, always, sorry. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm, I'm James Anderson. Eggs for free. <laughs> Don't take them off my head. Don't take these off my head. Hey there, young man. Take those headphones off and listen to me say Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs>